Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Um, uh, We're starting a new series today. Uh, entitled the kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God is like in <laughs> the kingdom of God is like the princess is <laughs> the kingdom of God is like all right so for the next few weeks we are going to discover what the kingdom of God is like in order for us to move and operate with the kingdom mindset on the earth uh in order for us to understand what the kingdom of God is like in earth. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for us to start moving, um, ladies and gentlemen, in a kingdom mindset, in a kingdom mindset. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a way that God expects his people to uh, rule here on the earth. Um, in Genesis, God gave man a command to, to have dominion and rule. And I believe we need to get back to a place of really understanding uh, the kingdom mindset, the, the, the way of the kingdom, understanding what the kingdom of God is like and begin to operate in such uh, capacity and like manner here on the earth, ladies and gentlemen. That is what brings people to the kingdom of God. And for the next few weeks, we'll be in Matthew chapter 13 because here in these texts, here in this text, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus begins to talk about and begins to do comparisons of what the kingdom of God is like. And so I want us here at Transformation Christian Fellowship and those who are watching all around the world right now to have an understanding about the kingdom of God, not a church mentality, a kingdom mentality, have an understanding what the kingdom of God is like and understanding that how he has entrusted that to us here on the earth. All right. How he has entrusted that to us here on the earth. So we'll be reading at Matthew, the 13th chapter here, and I want us to go to verses 10 uh, through 17, verses 10 through 17 in the New King James Version, and it reads, it says, and the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given, for whoever has to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Verse 13 says, therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Verse 14 says, and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. Verse 15 says, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Verse 16 says, but blessed are your eyes. Say, blessed are my eyes, blessed are my eyes, for they have seen and your ears for and your ears for they hear. 
For surely, verse 17, as we come to a close of this reading, for surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. For the few moments I have today, because today I just want to lay a foundation for this series, because if you don't understand the foundation of, uh, of today's message, you're going to miss this whole, the entirety of this whole series. All right? You're going to miss the entirety of this whole series. Uh, I want you to understand that this is going to be a church, a movement that operates in the mindset of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not limited to a church. It is wherever you are, you bring the kingdom. Say it in the chat. Wherever I am, I bring the kingdom with me. I bring the kingdom with me. For today's message, I want to entitle it, The Mystery of the Kingdom of God. The Mystery of the Kingdom of God. The Mystery of the Kingdom of God. Let me uh, first lay uh, the context for this message, ladies and gentlemen, or let me set the scene of what is happening here in Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 13, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is at the Sea of Galilee. He's on the Sea of Galilee, and he is teaching. Matter of fact, he's on a boat. He's sitting down teaching uh, at the sea of, sea of Galilee. And the reason why he did it this way is so that it, um, in, in order for his voice to be amplified, because there is this thing, because Jesus being God, he understood that if I sit in the boat and using the acoustics of the water, and also with the nice scenery that the Sea of Galilee is, it's very beautiful. I I haven't been there, seen it in pictures. It looks very nice. But setting the scene for it, his voice would be able to echo or amplify through the waters so that a large crowd could hear him. And so here in Matthew chapter 13, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus begins to teach. So he's teaching while sitting on the boat, and he begins to teach in parables. He teach. He teaches in parables. I'm going to hold it right there and come back to it. Let me just continue to set the scene. So he begins to tell of this parable of the sower, the parable of a sow, uh, of the sower. And he begins to talk about how uh, when the seed is given, it falls on different grounds and the different grounds that it falls on. And, and he begins to explain it there. But in verse 9 of Matthew chapter 13, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear. He said, he that has an ear, let uh, let him hear. And so he begins to talk about how, it fell, how seed fell on good ground, how seed fell on stony ground, and all of this stuff like that. And, and it matters about the, the, the heart in which the seed is received from, because there are some times where the seed could be choked out, that you hear the word of God, and you hear the message of the kingdom, you get excited about it, but the, the cares of life or the deceit of man chokes it out. And you'll see the explanation of that later in Matthew chapter 13. But my goal is this morning is not to talk about talk to you about the parable of the sower, which helps to talk about the kingdom and, and, and introduces that. But I am not talking about the parable of the sower. I want to deal with the question that the disciples posed to Jesus. Why do you, in verse 10, they ask, why do you speak in parables? Why do you speak in parables? Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Why do you speak in parables. And verse 11 is where my attention caught my attention. It wasn't that the parable of the sower was not good, but verse 11 
is what caught my attention. It says, he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Now, you may be saying, Pastor B, why did you entitle this the kingdom of God uh, and not the kingdom of heaven? Well, it's not nothing uh, deep about it. They are both interchangeable. <laughs> They're both interchangeable, ladies and gentlemen. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God is the same thing. It just depends on what type of thing you want to use. You can say kingdom of heaven. You can use kingdom of God. Some theologians will make an argument to say that there's a difference between the two, but I come to deal after my study and research that they are both the same thing. All right. So they're both interchangeable, ladies and gentlemen. And but here we have it. Here we have. He asks them a question. Why did you speak in parables? Here's why Jesus spoke in parables and, 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 and really understand that this was a method. This was a method that uh, uh, that the Jews, that Jewish teachers used. It was a method of using short stories or illustrated stories and and. and and, 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 and pairing that alongside of a spiritual truth that they wanted them to understand. Ladies and gentlemen, the oratorical uh, uh, method in that day uh, was speaking in parables. And what Jesus did was use the method, the parabolic method of teaching uh, through parables, and he took it to another level. That's why they said, who in the world is this man? Does he come to preach another theology? Like, I've never heard it like this before because Jesus being God, all knowing, knowing all of the truth, and he was able to talk with such authority and such conviction, ladies and gentlemen, that they thought this was a new new teaching or a new thought. But no, 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 no. No, Jesus was coming to uh, uh, confirm the prophets. He was coming to confirm what the prophets had said of him in the Old Testament and is coming as the fulfillment of it. And so he is using this hot methodology at this time and it was used to incite or to arouse interest, to arouse curiosity, ladies and gentlemen. And, and see, see, here's the thing. You don't want to be in nobody's, uh, sitting in anybody's classroom, sitting in anybody listening to a sermon, and, and not be interest. Nothing sparks your interest. Nothing sparks your curiosity. Nothing arouses you to even go forward and, hey, I want to learn more. There was something, ladies and gentlemen, about what, what Jesus was saying that was sparking something some interest. Uh, it was sparking some curiosity, and he was using these parables, this method of the parabolic uh, parabolic method that was hot in that time, that was a method that they were using at that time to begin to show people exactly what the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is all about. Are you hearing me? He was using this to show and he was like, why do you teach to them in this? Because he was trying to use things that at that time, Jesus was culturally relevant for his time. He spoke a lot about agriculture. Why? Because agriculture was a big moment at that time. Are you hearing me? So if Jesus was in our day, he would do the same thing. He would use things that we could relate to and pair it with. Though actually the word parable means to, to pair alongside. 
So he would use a story or use, use stories or illustrated things to, to, to bring and pair it alongside a spiritual truth because it, it has a spiritual truth that if you play, if you listen closely, you'll get it. All right. And so he says, this is why I speak to you. That's why I speak to them in parables, because here's the other reason why he speaks to them in parables is because while the kingdom of God and the message of the kingdom of God is open for anybody, is open for everybody to hear. There's only going to be those who are spiritually sensitive that has the ears to really uh, 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 the ears to really take and receive what is being said, because not every time that the kingdom and the message of God message of the kingdom is taught and preached not everybody is going to receive it so Jesus spoke also in parables another reason why he spoke in parables to them ladies and gentlemen was another sign of mercy it was mercy the reason why he also spoke to them in parables because he used parables so that the hearts of those rejecting would not be hardened even further so not only did he pair a, a truth, not only did he pair a, a, a truth uh, with a story, but he also did it for those who already was going to reject the gospel so their hearts would not be hardened any further, so their hearts would not wax uh, cold any further. So what he did was it's open for everybody, but only those who have really ears to hear, who is sensitive to the spirit and, is, and feels the longing and drawing from what I'm saying is that's what the kingdom of God, those are for uh, those who are, who, who are going to have a deeper understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom. Are you hearing me? Those, they will have a deeper understanding of the kingdom. The parable conceals truth from those who are either too lazy to think or too blinded by prejudice to see. It puts the responsibility fairly and squarely on the individual. Here's what I like about the message of the kingdom of God. It puts the responsibility, hear me, on the listener. Either to accept or to reject. <laughs> and so here's the thing. The message of the kingdom, while it's heard for everybody, it's still not for everybody. While it's open for everybody to hear and, and, and everybody to, 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 that the message of the gospel is open for everybody, it's only going to be those who respond to it, whose hearts are not hardened by what they're hearing that are really going to benefit from it. And that's why Jesus says it is a mystery. The mysteries of the kingdom belong to those who are not too lazy, those who are not too proud, those who are, who, who, who sense in their spirit, who has a spiritual sense to press further and to want to know and to want to deal deeper into understanding what the kingdom of God is all about. Hmm. Here, let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. I feel like the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm not here to bash or anything like that, but I feel like the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is drawn away from the message of the kingdom of God and conforming to the kingdoms of this world. And I'm trying to tell you and get us back to a place of hearing and understanding what the kingdom is all about and what the kingdom of heaven is like. Because if you understand what the kingdom of heaven is like, then you will understand what you ought to be like in the earth 
life and not trying to be what the kingdoms of this world or the kingdoms of this place is trying to conform the church to be in. But if you have an understanding, it's only those who are not too lazy to say, let me tell you something. It's easy for you to conform to what the world says. It doesn't take much work to do that, but it takes a lot of work when you hear the word of God and the message of the kingdom and it holds you to a responsibility because it holds you to another platform that the world cannot be on. Hallelujah. It distinguishes you. Come on. I want you to put in there and say, I am distinguished because of the kingdom. What distinguishes me is I have an ear to hear from the Lord God concerning the things and the matters of spiritual things that puts me on a different platform, a different pedestal, because I have an understanding of the kingdom. Hallelujah. I have an understanding of the kingdom. And the reality is, is that the kingdom, the parables concealed a truth. But he talks about this mystery, this mystery of the kingdom of God. Why is it a mystery, a mystery, a mystery of the kingdom of God? Here is a mysteries is a technical word referring to something that is unknown, but is about to be revealed. Uh, it is a technical word referring to something that is unknown, but is about to be revealed. So Jesus comes and says, you have the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I talk to them in parables, but I talk to you and give you further instruction. The reason why is because the kingdom of God is for those who have responded the mysteries of the kingdom are, 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 are open to everyone who responds to the message of the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? That you and I, who are believers, we are entrusted with more information about spiritual things and spiritual matters. The reason why is because we have responded to what we've heard. And we responded not in a way of rejecting truth, but we responded in a way of receiving truth in order for us to pray forward. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, he was set in the scene because in Matthew chapter 13, as we walk this, this text for the next couple of weeks, you'll begin to see he talks about parable after parable, and he compares it and he, and he links what the kingdom of God is like to these short stories and, and allegories and all of this stuff that he compares it to. And, and, and he does all of this so that you can have an understanding what this is. And so let me understand one of the things about the mystery of the kingdom of God. And let me help you understand this. Number one, one when he, what, is, what is he talking about as far as the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven that you see? Or what is he talking about? Number one, he's referring to the time of his first and between the time of his first and second coming. When you see it, not only his first and second coming, there's a time in between. <laughs> I praise your holy name. From his first coming to his second coming. And then the parables that you see later in the text gets to a time in, in, uh, gets to a time when his second coming and you're talking about a millennial reign. But we're not getting there. He's talking about a time, the period of time between Jesus' first coming and his second coming. You and I, ladies and gentlemen, are between his uh, are, are, are right in the middle. So what are you saying? What he's saying that the mystery of the kingdom of God is, is that it has been entrusted to people who have responded and received and accepted it. Because 
as, oh my God, come on in here, as you begin to turn, oh ladies and gentlemen, and you begin and you become a new creature in Christ, ladies and gentlemen, what that then means is that you have now granted, oh my God, you have now gained access as a kingdom citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, before you are able to be called a citizen of America, you must go through a process to become a citizen here in America. Ladies and gentlemen, in order for you to become a kingdom citizen, you had to go through, you had to first believe, and it wasn't that hard neither. You didn't have to do a whole bunch of tests and all of that stuff. All you had to do was believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead. And the moment that you received him is the moment that the blood of Jesus was then applied to your life. And with that blood, that blood gave you access to be a citizen. Oh my God. The blood of Jesus gave you access to be a citizen in the kingdom. So it gave you access to be a citizen in the kingdom of God. So in other words, the kingdom of God, Jesus in the New Testament is talking to us about the kingdom, not talking to us about a church. He's talking to us about a kingdom, not talking to you about how you do things in a church, but he's talking to you about how you go and how the kingdom of God operates. Are you hearing me? He's talking to you about the kingdom. And so now we are here and he talks to them and he says, hey, the kingdom of God, the mysteries of the kingdom, the secrets, the hidden truths are for those who respond to the word. Put in the chat and say, I hear you, pastor. I hear you. So what are you telling me? That you and I are granted certain things that the world does not have. Because it says, to you it has been given. To you has been given the mysteries of God. To you it has been given. You want to know what? Oh, man. Can I challenge somebody? Can I challenge somebody? When we tell you that the church still has the answers for the world today, when we talk about that, what does that mean? Because the secrets and the hidden truths that God, it has been given to us, kingdom citizens. You looking for somebody else to solve what God is putting us to solve. What God is giving us in revelation in his word for us to operate in. You're trying to seek, oh my God. You're trying to seek uh, uh, help and, uh, and, oh, my God, seeking help from worldly minds who do not have the solution. Oh, man, can I challenge us? Can I challenge us? The solution is found in our, in our citizenship to the kingdom of God, that Jesus is the king. And he has truths that he wants to reveal to you, oh, my God, that is not revealed to just any carnal ear. <laughs> That's why you got to constantly be renewed through the spirit, because you cannot understand spiritual truths with a carnal mind. You have to have your mind set and responding to the word of God so that you can hear these spiritual truths and so that it can be activated in your life because you and I possess the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? Because here's the thing. When people reject the gospel, they don't benefit from it. They don't benefit from it. The mystery of the 
kingdom of God is this, ladies and gentlemen, is that, again, it is only for a selective group of people. Hear me? That is only for a selective group of people. What am I saying? Those who receive the gospel. Those who have received it and not rejected it. While it's open for everybody, the invitation's open for everybody, only a few will receive it. Only a few will receive it. And then, not only that, but here's the thing about the mysteries of the kingdom of God is this. is to him, more will be given and he will have abundance. Verse 12, but, what, who, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Even what he has will be taken away from him. For whoever has, to him more will be given. Because he listens. Those who are listening to these parables of the kingdom, when you operate and when you understand the concepts, the precepts, and the principles of the kingdom of God, you will benefit from them. You will benefit from moving and operating and understanding the principles of the kingdom. How is it that the world can take the principles of the kingdom of God and benefit from them better than the people of God? How? How? How can they put in the practice better than what, how we can? Because they listen to get ahead. And say, the kingdom of God, he's entrusted us, the mystery of the kingdom of God. The mystery is, the mystery is that it's selective for, it's selective for a selective group of people. The mystery of the kingdom of God and the truths and the principles are, are the mysteries of the kingdom of God help to benefit the kingdom citizens. In every country, ladies and gentlemen, there's rules and regulations. And with those rules and regulations, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and understanding how things work in that country, then you'll understand how to stay out of trouble. With those, with understanding what you can and what you cannot do and understanding how the kingdom of God operates and how it's set up, then you understand how you can move in this realm with the mindset of the kingdom. That's why Philippians, Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Because he had a kingdom mindset, a kingdom mentality. He came to preach the kingdom, the kingdom of God. What is that? What is the kingdom of God? It is the presence of heaven here on the earth. The, rule, the rulership, the headship of God here on the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, it is bringing what the, oh my God, it's the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that the, here's the thing, in the period between his first and second coming, all of this, ladies and gentlemen, is for a reason, because he's putting us here on the earth so that the earth can have an example of how the heavenly operates. <laughs> oh, man. And what am I doing? And I'm going to come to a close in a few moments. What am I doing is I have I'm getting your mind and your hearts prepared because for the revelation that we see in this, this revelation can really help you or if you or you're going to reject it. This revelation can help set your life up 
or if you or, or or if you come in disobedience, what it will do, ladies and gentlemen, is that you will that your heart will wax cold. I'm trying to say if you have an ear to listen, you will see the blessings of the Lord because the kingdom of God. And when you do as what the king says, you benefit. Because here we have it, the Jewish leaders, ladies and gentlemen, here in this text, the Jewish leaders, they were already growing hatred with Jesus. So he spoke in these parables to then continue to keep them responsible in mercy. He spoke with mercy. And so Jesus saying all of this fulfills the, pro- the, 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 the prophecy of the prophet. In verse 14, it says, and in them prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. Not everyone can perceive the kingdom of God. For some, it is, it is a mystery. But Jesus, is, this is not a mystery that he wants to conceal. It's a, it's a mystery that he wants to reveal. It is not that he wants to conceal the secret. He wants to reveal it, but guess what? He's not going to just reveal it just to be revealing it to people who don't want to hear it. Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to knock down. Oh, you're going to listen to the kingdom of no. You have to respond. You got to respond. The responsibility is on us. How is our culture going to understand and see and change? Because they have to see the kingdom citizens, people of the kingdom, operating in a way for change to come. The answers are in our mouths. The answers in our mouths. Let's drop to verse 16. Verse 16, and I'm coming to a close. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see. And did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Here's the thing. What he tells Jesus, tells the disciples, look, there were men and women of the Old Testament that desired to hear what you heard and see what you see. Do you not understand that in that time of Jesus's day that they literally had God walking the face of the earth? Jesus is the physical manifestation of God, the father here on the earth. And yet, people, when, when they said, how do you know Moses? And he said, he, they would, your father Abraham would have rejoiced to see my day. No, you're a, you're, your father is the one of the devil. They were privileged to, in a time to see Jesus, and they rejected the kingdom, the message of the kingdom, because of their prejudice. Why is this important? Why? It's because, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was in his, uh, he, he was near his hometown ministering, but they could not receive him because of where he was from. They could not receive him because he didn't look like what they thought that the king, that the, that it, it, the, what, what Jesus was supposed to look like. They thought he was just going to be coming and he was going to be, you know, and, and take on a reputation of, of, of a person that came like, oh, this is my world. You're going to live in it. No, 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 no. Jesus came humble and they were expecting something else. And here's the thing. If you understand these truths, ladies and gentlemen, he says, blessed are your eyes. 
Blessed are your eyes. Guess what? You kingdom citizen out there, blessed are your eyes. Because guess what? You can see the mercies of God and the grace of God and the favor of God. And no other people wish they could see that. You admiring everybody else's life on social media because of the highlights that they put up on there. And you don't understand that there's some people wish they had the peace you had. Oh, my God, the peace that you had. The joy that you have. Are you hearing? Blessed are your eyes. The kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen. The kingdom of God, the mystery of the kingdom of God is that it is for those who understands this mystery, the secret and the truth and the control that Jesus reveals and with the revelation that is in the word of God for us. That's how the kingdom citizens can distinguish ourselves from the west of the world. That's how we distinguish ourselves from being like everybody else. That's how we distinguish ourselves and how in the midst of even pandemics or times of crisis, and tragedy the church has always managed to come out for it looking strong why because we have the mystery of the kingdom of god and what really discouraged me in this time even during this pandemic that those who say and confess to be believers and confess to be people of the kingdom has struggled has 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 really come to a place of worrying and being in fear and let their lives are in utter chaos of those of the world and why is that when you have the truth So what am I saying? The next few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at these truths about the kingdom. So that our church, so that your family, so that your career, that you will walk and the kingdom mindset, understanding what the kingdom of God is like. Because a part of the kingdom is abnormal, abnormal growth. A part of the kingdom is, 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 is with the seed of the word. And when that word is really in you, to see how it benefits and see how it grows you and see how it matures you. And ladies and gentlemen, here in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is telling them, listen, to them, they don't understand it. It's not for them. It's for you. The kingdom of God is for you. It's not for them. They're not going to understand. Why are we going to try to make somebody understand something that they ain't not going to understand? Or do they not or, or want to understand? He said, it is for you. Are you getting anything out of this? The kingdom of God is like. It is time for us as believers and a church to begin to operate in the things of the kingdom. I want this message series to challenge us these next few weeks. Why? Because there, like I said last Sunday, it is investment time. And in order for you to understand, you got to understand how the kingdom of God operates in order for us to go forward. Listen here in me. I don't want anybody to hear. If you reject this, it's because of you wanting to reject it. It's not because you didn't hear it. Nobody under the sound of it virtually or in our virtually around the world. You're not going you if you hear this message, you are going to you are going to see how your life changes. You're going to see how your life, you know, your life changes and how it challenges your mindset begins to start thinking differently on things. 
when you go into this message series for the next few weeks. The kingdom of God is like the first message, the mystery of the kingdom. What makes it a mystery? It's a mystery because how in the world does God entrust the kingdom in the hands of those who are still Who are still have flaws, but he entrusts it to those who say, yeah, they have flaws, but they acknowledge it, but they're receiving the word of the kingdom. It's meant for you to, God wants to reveal them to you, but it's up to you. And you will see that for the next few weeks, when you go, when we go into this study, how your life and your mindset is going to change through this message series. If you received anything out of the word, come on, put your hands together. Let me see that emoji, hand clap emoji. Say amen. Listen, if you're not saved, let me let me tell you something. The, the word of the kingdom is for you. The word of the kingdom is for you. The word of the kingdom is for you. The way you become a kingdom citizen is by first receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.